When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Ho, 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 squirrels. And welcome to the podcast of Squirrel Talk found on the Sonar Network. Well, let me just tell you, we are doing this podcast. This might be the latest podcast we've ever recorded. It's midnight. <laughs> it's like midnight at the Oasis here. The camels are all gone to bed. But not this camel, because she just finished her opening, well, her second show. But it just opened. It's the star of Crofatica. There he is. Hey, it's me. Woo. <laughs> Note, Crofatica. It's Chromatica, but for fat people. Did I say Crofatica? Yes, you did. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> no, you, you totally got it right. Good for you, girl. In the context of my show, I start the show off. I'm like, yeah, put your fat hands up, everybody. Yeah, because we're all fat. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, there's so much negativity about fat people out there in the world. So I'm like, no, tonight everybody's fat. So it's, deal with it. What are we? Fat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I love it. It's uh-huh. like, um, what, do you remember there was like a movie about these like kids that went to like, it was like a fat camp movie do you remember that do you remember, do you remember what i'm talking about it's like hot, a comedy uh like hot for teacher wet hot american wet hot summer no but hot. it was like all these these like these kids went to like a fat camp i guess yeah i think i i think i'm getting a gist of what that was um i think i smell it from here um yeah <laughs> listen i love that you're empowered about your body and you're doing a whole show about it it's perfect and because, uh, you're, you're, singing, you're singing the whole yeah. time you're you're working your ass off yeah, you know what? I, that's the fun thing because I've been walking around because I don't really have a car and I have to walk uh, to the theater and stuff and it's really hot. So actually, like, I think by the end of the run... You're losing weight. Gro- yeah, I know. It's going to be gross skinny cut. Like, it's going <laughs> it's, it's to be terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds like some kind of Starbucks beverage. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll have mine with l- light ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ice, please. That's all. I like the crunch. <laughs> but how's the show how's the show you're in kingston how's kingston yeah. the kingston friend right oh well i'll say it you know kingston's lovely Woo! um I've, i'm i'm born in kingston so i have to say it's good right well um it, it's always a bit of a mind f you know to be back in your hometown you know what i mean of course yeah i mean right? but, but it's like a small city though right it's not like a town town it is kingston is interesting it's like a small city uh you know canada medium um, and it acts like a big city sometimes. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, it's got cool history. It's got a pretty hopping downtown. The university's there. And I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a it's university. Like, it's a university kind of place, isn't it? There's a lot of universities. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Queens and St. Lawrence College and the Kingston Psychiatric Hospital, I think. Oh, we there. love a psychiatric <laughs> hospital. Yes, we do. No, I think that closed down or something. But anyway. Uh, there's, there's you know what I love more? I love a haunted psychiatric hospital. We have one. Kingston is known also for its jails. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I did hear about that. I love a good jail. Yeah, there's so many jails. <laughs> yeah. It represents a large portion of um, the taxable income in Kingston. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, great, great. And the show's going well. You're enjoying it? 
Oh, it's going so well. Uh, last night was crazy. It was the opening. So I had a dark night of the soul. But then, um, you know, I'm my own my director. I'm my own stage manager. I'm my own everything. And Fringe is one of these mind F things where you have to, like, put it all up, tear it all down, do the whole show ooh, in, like, no time at all. People and, don't realize uh, how much work Fringe is because it's, like, you have 15 minutes. But you don't have a dress rehearsal, really. You have 15 minutes to pull everything up on stage. And then you get 15 minutes at the end to pull everything off. And yeah. you're what you're doing a one woman show, so you're just there booking your ass the whole time. I was terrified tonight when I got off the stage. My face was a black smudge. I need to go get some waterproof eyeliner. Uh oh, <laughs> the tears. Oh, there's crying involved. Oh, I'm coming for sure. It, it was a mixture of sweat, <laughs> tears, and something else. I'm not. You sure know what? I love when Hillary yes cries. I'm there. <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> Should we bring on our guest this week? I'm yes. so excited. I can't. I, I think can't, it's time. I can't. I can't refrain myself. I'm. I'm hyped up on green tea, and I need to get her in. Oh, I'm hyped up on depression and uh, whatever this is, diet coke. <laughs> that is depression, diet coke. Yeah, same thing. Well, let's please welcome. She's coming in from Vancouver. I'm so excited. When we talk about legends, we've had a lot of legends on the podcast. She might hate that I said this, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to call you a legend. Please welcome Jalen. Jalen, 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 time. Hey, Jalen. Yes. Oh, hi there. Yeah, I'm just right on time for you. <laughs> do you, how do you, do you like legend? Do you hate legend? How do you feel about that, Jalen? Well, you know, I actually, um, thanks, for, thanks for asking, because I think one of the things is like being part of the drag um, community, um, like next year, it'll be 30 years. So I find wow. that I'm still here and still working. It's, it's an honor for me. So anytime anybody says, legend i just say you know what i'm gonna go with it so thank you so much yeah you have to 30 years is no joke honey that's crazy let's go back to the beginning when did you like how did you get started when did you start Jillian? yeah so i started in the beautiful city of calgary alberta that was the first um time i went to a queer space ah yes and, yeah so i went into the um a bar called 318 and um, it was the first time I saw a drag show and I saw some people on stage. And, you know, I had been doing this for years at home on the farm in Saskatchewan in, in, in the bathroom in the mirror. Where are you from in Saskatchewan? I'm from just outside Saskatoon and it's called um, Conquest. Oh, girl, I know Conquest. I was born in Saskatoon. Oh, my God, we go way back. I was born in Regina. Oh, shit, girl. Okay, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I'm, in. I'm all in. Yeah, so I mean, I think that because for the longest time, I didn't realize there was other people like me. And I felt like, oh, this is like such a secret that I can never tell anyone. And the fact when I went into a queer space and saw people on stage, and it was just really cool. I know my, my drag mother was doing Annie Lennox. Her name's Justine Time. Yes, Ju the, the, the also legendary from Calgary, correct, Justine? Absolutely. And she was performing as Annie Lennox. So I thought, this is amazing, because it was like something that I had such internalized shame from but i was seeing it just represented so beautifully and uh that's that's kind of where i where i started and that was the, that must have been in the 90s right well that was like 1991 was the first time i like i went 1991 wow I i'm familiar with kind of the drag search that happened in new york in, in the 90s the early 90s because it's pretty well documented but i'm always curious about how what was the surge of drag that was happening in canada and i guess calgary at the time well, you know, at that time it was really cool because um, it was, it was that kind of community at night that was, there was a lot of artists in the city. So hairstylists, makeup artists, everybody kind of 
would just get together and we go to these different bars and the underground scene was pretty cool back then. There's like a, three or four gay bars and there's also alternative bars as well. So, you know, um, we just kind of would bounce around everywhere. It was really exciting because there wasn't the cell phones. There wasn't really, you know, the internet that people were, were hooking up on. So it was like you had to go to these spaces to kind of really connect. So it was really exciting. Yeah. You had to actually see somebody face to face to be like, okay, I can't swipe right on this. I gotta, I gotta take what I got. I know. And you have to like learn your craft from the other people. But like, I mean, I looked through your Instagram and like, your makeup is like continuing to evolve. Like, wow, you must learn a lot from everywhere, right? Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I think when I first came in, I've always been an artist. And even as a, as a young person, that's how I started was drawing. I used to um, um, draw pictures from fashion magazines and I really connected with that. So I am a makeup artist today and an educator. So I work for Blanche McDonald Center, which is um, uh, a makeup school here in Vancouver. And also... Um, uh, in a pro makeup store. So I think my journey in my drag artistry has been as an artist, I started off, um, by the, with the, the Queens that I met in Calgary and, and I just, they taught me how to block my brows and then taught me how to do, um, um, you know, the makeup and, and where to source costumes. And, you know, back then it wasn't as easy cause you couldn't just order your outfit on Amazon. You had to, you had to go to thrift stores and yeah, you, know, you had uh, to seek things out or find people to help you with make things. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I actually have a huge respect for that, that culture because they made you work for it. Like somebody would help you with their makeup, but you had to do your own thing and you had to, you had to learn. And yes. Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. And also you, I mean, I just like, you do, it seems like you do like every icon ever. <laughs> you, yeah. How many icons do you do? Like, I know you do Dolly because I've seen your Dolly so many times, but you do you like, do you share and like, do you, do. how many do you do? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, this is kind of fun because I, you know, when I started, <laughs> like, I didn't actually think I could do that. I was always so inspired by like the Vegas Queens and just like all that, the, the feathers and the beads and the impersonations. I always thought it was so cool. Uh, it wasn't until like, you know, I've been doing drag for a while and I just felt like, oh, I did this whole thing where I was doing drag to kind of just look like a girl and look amazing and go out to the club. And, you know, that was kind of how it started. Um, but, you know, just like I feel like Madonna talking like Madonna right now. So how she shifts um, in the decades of her. Of her <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Like as a drag performer, I started off and it's changed. But actually, um, so let me just do a quick rundown about. So I started off. It was about being glamorous with the big hair in the early 90s. And and that's sort of where it started for with me. And then um, so and then I kind of was like a. It, it, it really led me towards getting to know who I was as a trans identifying person. And I didn't even realize it, but that was when I most felt the freest was when I was um, in drag. Yeah. And, this is a story yeah. for a lot of drag artists where they start drag and then they realize that, Oh, I've been trans this whole trans this whole time. And it just, everything makes sense, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that was a, that everything shifted throughout the years. Uh, um, and I felt that the characters came later on. It was like, I took some time, a little bit of time off a of drag for my transition to self. I had to kind of figure out what that was. Mm -hmm. Then when I came back, I was like, okay, well, you know, I really, what I've been inspired by has been um, the drag community and how they support community. Uh, you know, when I came in, in Calgary there, I came to a bar where they were raising funds and awareness for the queer community through the Imperial court. And also just, you know, at that time, a lot of people were losing their life to HIV AIDS and mm, yes. witnessing the fact that it was the community that came together to make sure that they had their, their nutrition and that they had the support because their families and, 
and the health services weren't really helping them out then. So I always knew that I wanted, you know, that was something that I knew I wanted to really always be a part of because it had a huge impact on me when I witnessed sort of like the impact it was having on people. So um, I, I was like going through that whole thing throughout the years. And eventually I became Empress of Vancouver and, you know, just always like part of the community. But when, when I did that little step away and I came back, I was like, I have to do things. I just I have such a respect for the drag artistry and the, and the history of it. And I love to do it, but I have to do something a little different. So I was like, I have to be inspired by it. You know, after you do something for a length of time, you've you've got to keep things kind of moving and, and growing as an artist. Mm, this is the truth. We're all feeling this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I usually use Xlax for that, yeah. honestly. Maybe you should try it sometime. Your, your career is amazing. My goodness. Like, um, I guess you're just, I mean, you must also just get a lot of enjoyment out of looking freaking beautiful. Like... Well, you know, like, I think, thank you so much. I mean, yeah. I, I tell you, you know, one of the things I mentioned too is like, you know, the fact that I get to do drag today regularly in the city and I get to, I get to, I get to see artists when they start and I get to, you know, be a part of, of their journey, which is really cool. And I've got a drag family and uh, it's really exciting. But I think that when I started to do the characters, it was like, okay, I'm going to do some work here. And I would just study, like, for example, Dolly was somebody I always thought I wanted to do, but I didn't know if I could. And then i oh. um, and then I was like, okay, well, let's give this a go. And I'd watch and I'd study other artists like Kenneth Blake from Las Vegas. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, oh my God. And like, I was just so like transfixed by, by that character. I was like, okay, well, so i started to paint and, you know, I would just watch movies and listen to music. And I, and that's what I do now is I kind of really, I go into like method acting a bit. Like I just really watch them and, and see how they move. And it's, you're really an actor when you're doing this stuff. Cause there's some people that just put the look on, uh, but there's, yeah. a, there's the other thing of actually impersonating. And it's so great that you're here for a snatch game episode, Jalen of all things. It's yeah. so perfect, but you really have to embody and act and, you know, know the character inside and out. And it sounds like you just, you did the work, you studied the characters you're portraying. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're a Dolly Parton. I mean, the fact that you're saying, I don't think you, I could have done that. Your Dolly is amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's taken some, that's taken a few years and some work because when is, I started Is she your off, favorite? Is she your favorite? Is that why? I think, well, I think Dolly is one of my favorites because of the, what it brings to the audiences that I do. Yes, it's yeah. Always like, she's just such an energy. And I have to tell you, you asked a little while ago how many characters I do. So I do yes, Dolly. Yes, tell, do, tell, tell us all. I did Dolly and Cher were my big ones. Cher was, um, I, you know, um, people had told me for a while, Oh, you should do Cher. But in uh -huh. Canada, we have such a, like a history of drag excellence. And there's like, um, like, especially from, um, like Toronto, I'm just trying to think of the name has escaped me, but, um, Oh, it'll come to me. But I remember seeing like, there's Mariah Lenoir here in Vancouver who did share in the eighties and nineties. And she was so amazing. And I watched this all the time, but I think when I got in there with makeup, it's like, I just would like focus on like getting the right hair and the right costumes. But so I do, um, Dolly, I do share, I do Mariah Carey. I do Barbara Streisand. I do, um, who was it? Uh, Shirley Bassey. I do Tina Turner. I do, um, I'm just trying to think. Like I love doing the divas because it's like they they've there's got such a just such power and I love what I like to do as an artist. I always say I'm a tribute artist because the thing that, that I like to focus on is making sure that I'm I'm really respecting um, 
their their beauty and and, and their their impact as as women, but as performers. And I think that if I can get an essence, I may not always look exactly like them, but I I do my best to really kind of really shift. I'm like a shape shifter to try to um, become them um, with makeup and with costume. But I just feel like. The biggest part, I think, for for an audience is that you have their essence and that you celebrate their their um their star power. So when that when the, like, I always like to think like you know I um, perform at the PNE, which is um uh, uh, here in Vancouver. It's one of, like it's a what's the word? It's a big uh, it's a big outdoors fair festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've done Dolly like um for a couple times for that, and when I have people that aren't exposed to the drag community, but they see me as Dolly and I like, they do the meet and greet and they say, I may never meet her, but I just want to tell you. And they're like talking to me like I'm Dolly that I grew up listening to your songs. And I just want to tell you that I've it. And they, and they, they get emotional and they, they talk about how much it meant to their sister or, or somebody that perhaps just really needed to have that voice. I'm like, yeah. this is what it's about. They connect, they connect with what you're doing, which is, you know, you've put the work into creating this character and they're connecting to that. of like, Oh my God, I can't believe this person put this together and did such a great job of it so it's really you're you're really transcending the performance and you know bringing something to somebody that they may never see this person right well as she says it's hard to be a diamond in a rhinestone world well and i never leave a rhinestone in church <laughs> storms make trees take deeper roots <laughs> she's auditioning her dolly for you you can pull out the cane, Jaylene, and just pull her off yeah. stage. Are you taking Are you taking notes, Hilly, for your Lady Gaga? You should be writing all this down from Jaylene. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm an actress. I'm an actress, but I, I, I mean, I take every tip. I mean, one that's one of my favorite things is like doing the icons, and it's sometimes a little bit of a lost art and drag, I think, because we're so obsessed with our own personas these days. Um, but like, you know, we're trying to per, we're trying to give people a fantasy and sell us that fantasy of like being Cher or being Barbara and and now I think also it, it plays such a, a, a cultural moment in remembering some of these great people like you know Judy Garland my favorite Phyllis Diller you know on and on well, I think that's why shows like Drag Race I think a lot of people are kind of over Snatch Game and kind of what it represents and whatever but I think there's a real importance to it for bringing back the references of drag icons mm. and you know people that used to do impersonations that was what mm-hmm. drag was known for for a long long time it's just i mean jim, jim bailey is uh, a legend like mm-hmm. legend yeah you're saying all these names and that most definitely and i think that it, it's really important with the drag culture is that we all know the history of it and i always encourage people like really get to know sort of the magic that was when a time when people were doing these things when it wasn't so um accessible like mm. you literally mad respect for the people that had to pull all these together and 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 really like you talk craig russell and you're talking jim bailey and youtube what youtube wasn't a thing you can just go on youtube and watch and you know learn makeup skills and watch performers and take on their all their dance skills all that stuff that didn't exist back then yeah and i you know i was able to see people like um like i mentioned just in time but christopher peterson yes as well who's from canada and it was like it's just one of these things i look at and you just think Oh, it's just, it's like any like art form. It takes time to finesse. And the more that you work on it, the more you understand sort of what you're trying to do as your own personal brand of artistry. Like, like I'm an artist and I like to draw, but also, you know, just my, my physical being and, and how I can, how I can um, change that with makeup and costume is also the medium that I work with too. And I've been doing it um, so long now. It's like, 
I just, um, I think that I, I have such a respect for, for the artistry. And like I mentioned, also the drag community in general and the fact that Pride started with, um, with, with drag and started, you know, that's, that's a big deal. And I'm actually part of um, the International Court Council, which is, um, um, had, let it, I'm sorry, I can't even get my words out, is, um, the titular head is Nicole, Empress Nicole the Great from San Diego. And like I mentioned, I was um, elected Empress uh, in uh, Vancouver in 2006. So I've been a part of that. And the fact that I'm able to really celebrate um, the people that fought for our rights for so long and, and still be able to, to, to do that, but also um, do drag what I love and then impersonations. It's, it's just something that is, it's such, it's so awesome. And, you know, I think that there's, I've, I've built a family now and, you know, we get to see uh, things change and we get to see um, it be accessible to so many people. Because when, when I started, it's like, it wasn't something that you could totally shout from the top of the building and be proud of that. You're a drag performer. You, you, you know, it's not the same as it was back then, but it well, was. I was going to ask you, what do you feel like is it, it, drag is now and what, how has it evolved in a positive outlook in terms of it's being, you know, very mainstream and all that stuff. How, how is that kind of a positive outlook for you now? Well, uh, okay, so this is something that is, like, I'm glad you asked that because I'm um, actually, I get moved emotionally because I think about it in the fact that, um, you know, that we can witness in our time where people can find a place uh, in their journey of self-discovery a lot earlier than any of us did. Mm -hmm. They're able to come out and see on YouTube and Instagram and see people that they can identify with. Representation. Yes, and to connect with. And, you know, I think that that is amazing. And the fact that people can can be able to express themselves and, and identify within the spectrum of gender identity um, and artistry, it's, it's, it's so open and it continues to open for people. I think that it, that's amazing. Yeah, because, you know, discovering that you're a trans is, was never an easy thing to kind of go all about. I mean, there's no information about it or true spirit or any of that stuff, non-binary. There's just no information that was available, but now there's a lot of information available. Um, not enough still, I don't think, but, you know, it's becoming more and more available. And we're seeing more representation of different people of color, indigenous drag, um, trans drag. You know, I'm hoping to see more drag kings and things like that on, on, on primetime television now, too. Yeah. And, you know, this, you know, thank you for having this discussion because I think it's so important. And I, I, would, I do want to say that I'm just such a fan of you and I could always feel your energy <laughs> and your art is so, so electric. And I, um, but I, um, I, I do, I think that it is something that is so, so important visibility. And, you know, that's something that I've been, you know, working on is, you know, we've, we've had that time to pause with, uh, with the pandemic, but also the real focus on social justice. And I speak um, for myself, you know, one of the focuses that I have now is to be really visible as an Indigenous two-spirit trans human being and make sure that, you know, I'm out there and letting people know that, you know, this has been a journey for me and even just the awareness as it opens up when, when, when we're learning more and, and, and as being Indigenous and really having the heartbreaking news um, uh, about the um, residential school systems and having that world, having that worldwide stage now of, of the atrocities that have been happening to, to our people. It's like, this is just something that is, it's important within the queer community as well, just to make sure that we're all standing and, and, and letting people know that we're here.
yeah, talk, going harking back to community, right? Now more than ever, we need that community for all these important causes that are, you know, that have always been there, but their things are coming to the light more and more, and it's it's over, it's overdue. <laughs> so I agree, I agree. And Vicky, I've always been a fan of you too. No, you have not. You take that back. I've also been a fan of myself. <laughs> the, only, um, the only genuine person here is Jalen Todd. You take that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get into the episode? I think we shall. Uh, well, first, I just want to ask Jalen, what's yeah. com- what's coming up next with Jalen? What can we expect? That's yeah. Please tell. I'm, you're doing a lot of activism, and I love you know I love activism and drag. But what what can we expect that's going to happen um, from Jalen? Yeah. Well. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just finished doing something really cool. And you mentioned about trans representation in media. And so I just finished a Colgate commercial. Oh, nice, I, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, just did, I just did that. So um, it, so you're yeah. saying that you have really nice teeth, too? Great. Awesome. Well, <laughs> well you know, I think one of the <laughs> whole thing was is it was um, I was invited because it was real people. And the fact that they auditioned for a trans person, my role was a trans social worker. Nice. And so I, I just I auditioned for it, didn't think much of it. And I, I, I just finished it. So the campaign's call, called Be the Reason and That Someone Smiles. So it, it's a really uh, great opportunity to be, I felt really proud to be myself because sometimes in drag, I can hide behind my costumes and my characters. But this was me. This was me being out there and, and feeling really proud and something I could share with my parents and my family. And just to say, you know, this is this is who I've become and I'm really, I'm really proud to, to be visible. And so people coming after me can, can see that there are trans people um, in, a, in a major commercial. So that was something I was pretty really proud of that happened recently oh i love that yeah uh, what are you gonna do with all your toothpaste money right i mean <laughs> well you're off this pandemic and not working for a long time it, it couldn't have been um, more timely you know if, I, if they have free samples of crest white strips i'm looking for some yeah, i need to do my butt so let me know <laughs> i would just like buy i would just spend it on candy and be like eh, screw you no teeth. well so <laughs> I, I mean i just finished that and then i'm going into um um, I mentioned the peony, so that starts in uh, August 21st. I'm going to be doing that for two weeks. So we yeah. do a show every night, two shows a night. And so I'm doing that. Um, just getting back into, we just finished Pride here this last weekend. So I was busy um, with that. But it's been, like I said, it's been a long time since we've been performing. So it's now coming back to to um, live audiences. It has been um, really amazing. So I'm not even quite sure oh, what yeah. it's going to look like for me going forward because now that I've had the taste of a little bit of film work I I, I really enjoy that that um of doing that so and I think that also too we talk about visibility and going out for auditions for trans roles I think mm-hmm. it's you know something that I'm going to focus on yeah awesome. the importance we say this all the time the importance of representation and it hasn't always been there but I think people are cluing in a bit more here and there. And I think things like, you know, Canada's Drag Race, you know, having people like uh, uh, Indigenous queens on there and people of color. The, the more we have of representation, the more opportunities there are for the children of the future. And you have mm-hmm. always been there to represent that, Jalen. So I just want to give you a huge thank mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. for the fact that you are continuing to do and evolve. And uh, you are just incredible, and I'm so excited to talk Snatch Game with you, girl. All right, okay. let's get into this week's episode of Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 6. It's the Snatch Game of Love. 
And like we said, it's this is the perfect guest to have for us. So let's get into it. So we came back. Who went home last week? Jan. And the girls are talking about yeah. that tie because there was a tie between Jan and Pandora. And mm-hmm. uh, twist of fate happened. Trinity had to choose, and it was Jan. Hey, well, Jan had to go. Everybody's so upset about it, too. Are you upset? I don't know. Well, what, I just what, think. What that- did you think of Jan, Jaylene? Well, I think she's so talented, like yes. amazing. But also, too, I think that so is everybody else. So I think exactly. I mean, coming on there, it's like um, somebody's got to go. And sometimes it's like you know, if if it's if it's that moment, and it's you know for whatever reason, it just didn't connect. That's okay. It just didn't connect. Yeah, well, she wasn't connecting to many people. And the thing with Pandora, though, too, is like she's just been playing very safe. And uh, kind of keep it to herself, and she's just kind of there. And so I really was hoping for this episode. I was like, okay, it's Snatch Game. You know, she's known for her, Carol Channing, whatever. So I was really hoping, okay, they kept her. Let's see what's going to come out of this one. And uh, not to give anything away, but let's keep moving. So, I mean, talking about, though, like, the Pandora situation, I uh, didn't I say last episode, um, you know, if you have nothing nice to say, maybe you shouldn't say anything at all. And who brought that very lineup but Eureka about Pandora? <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. So I mean, we all maybe, see it. Maybe it's the quiet ones. Maybe she just has nothing nice to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think sometimes, too, because there's, like, the conversations they have when the cameras aren't on them. So I think maybe that, that might be, there may be different conversations that they're having that, that mm-hmm. we're not privy to. Well, yes. this is also All-Stars. They've already already, some of them have played this two, three times now. So they are familiar with the format of how the filming works and editing and all that stuff. So you go into this kind of savvy of like how to kind of edit yourself and produce yourself a bit more than your original season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was kind of gagged actually that Ginger and Eureka chose Pandora in a way because, you know, they're both the comedy queens or kind of girl, you know, so I was like, Oh, I see the game. Game sees game is trying to get game out of game because game's going to take my game. We've already decided Pandora's not a comedy <laughs> queen. She is a, a tortured soul queen, and that's it. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Jaylene? Is is Pandora comedy to you? Oh, I think she. I think so. Yeah, I think that she's sort of like that real. That you're allowed that, to be a bitch, Jaylene. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think she's had that dry humor. I think that it's it's she's definitely old school. Listen, right? she is funny. She, I don't say she, I won't say she's not funny, but she doesn't have the background of doing comedy or any of that stuff. Like she falls into it, and I think she just was she was just cast in that random season of season two with all yeah. the, the other street walkers. <laughs> the cast she, she got season. she got the tagging. She got the RuPaul's Drag She was our technical first comedy queen, quote unquote. That right? was it. Yeah. So we are coming back the next day, and I guess we're just getting right into it, right? We're getting into the Snatch Game of Love. RuPaul comes in and tells him what's happening. Correct? Um, I think so. So the show is blurry. So I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> what did you put? The show is Barry. Who's Barry? Who is Barry? <laughs> Oh, I know. This the, it says the show. The show is getting boring. Um, <laughs> did you? There were so many music changes. I, I feel like they really were trying to 
make things exciting at the top of the show because not a lot was happening anymore. Like the music changed every five seconds. Like it, go back and re-listen to it. It, it went from like boom, boom, Like I don't think it's boring though. I'm actually really into this season. I think it's more. I feel like this season feels more authentic to me than a lot of past All Star seasons. Like the, the season yes. five felt very produced to me, but this is feeling way more authentic. So I, I'm okay if they're a little boring here and there. That's fine well, with me. As soon as RuPaul walked into the room, the show started like but before that it was just like Ugh, just get to this you know all right well what was that two minutes of the show i'm hard to please <laughs> <laughs> okay let's move on anyways we are getting into snatch game of love this is what they do for all stars it's different than the regular snatch game it's where you have a snatchler who uh so there's, there's fewer people there's usually three or four of you working and bouncing and improvising off each other and then the bachelor asks the questions and RuPaul hosts. So it's it's kind of a, I guess, would you prefer this format or would you prefer the original Snatch Game format, Jillian? Oh, I actually love this one. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I think it's 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 great. And I think that it's it's a little bit more engaging in the sense that, because I think sometimes when you have them all together, it's a little just distracting. Whereas this is like, you've got your three people and they have an opportunity to really shine. This is true. There's yes. more time for jokes. There's more of them to be featured. There's less chaos. And there's nowhere to hide. I think somebody said that there's nowhere to hide when there's so few people. Yeah. But like for somebody like you, Jaylene, who like masters in impersonation, like, isn't this what you want? Like, yes, I can do this character. I love this character, you know? Well, that that's one thing as well. And I think we saw this this week as well. It's like you can look like really close to the character, but that doesn't mean you have it in the bag because if you like it, if you get mm. nervous, you get into your nerves and you and you can't actually because the whole thing about this is to make make them laugh. And if if you get caught, you can look like them, but if you don't uh if you don't have that the jokes and you're not able to kind of be fluid with your presence on there that you know that can kind of like that can affect your performance. And that's what happened with Trinity, right? Yes, this is true. You really have to like let yourself go and just not focus on just the look itself. Cause that's one thing to look like somebody like, which we said earlier, it's like you can impersonate somebody and lip sync as them, but to embody and do the character voice and the mannerisms. That's a whole other kettle of nuts. Is that an expression? Kettle of nuts. It is for sports. Yes. <laughs> I think I've heard of it. Um, it's, it's probably our new expression. Um, hashtag kettle of nuts. <laughs> Woo, uh, our kettle's full of nuts today. Next week, yeah. we're going to have a kettle full of nuts, our new product available for merch. Um, so, yeah, but uh, I mean, but nice Trinity, she killed happy. that Beyonce thing. So she's really good at impersonating in different well, ways. Well, right? she looked like Beyonce. She had the moves of Beyonce. But did, would she actually be able to do a character of Beyonce? I don't think she would have been able to. So that's the difference, well, right? I, think, I also think that this is a real glow up for Trinity. Because remember, in her season, it's like she said she wanted to be Beyonce. And nobody really believed that. Oh, They're we like, love that. Yeah, we love that. that can't really see that but then this time i feel like she just was like you know what if you didn't believe me look at this yeah she showed that she showed that bianca sammy davis jr in a way come on yeah i yeah. apologize <laughs> bianca put i stand corrected there you go there you put very very rare you get an apology from bianca del rio let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't don't even start with her and Peta. okay so 
they're all figuring out what characters they're going to play for this. And I have to tell you, I was really into all the characters they chose. I'm not going to say that they were all nailing the characters and the actual doing of it, but the characters they chose all made sense to me. This is one of the first times this really happened on the show. The characters were great. Um, and uh, it, it happened. I've been waiting for this forever. And somebody finally chose Phyllis Diller. Ah! Well, I have thoughts on this. We'll get into Ginger's performance. I have, I have controversy thoughts on this. That's fair. That's fair. But let's, uh, did anything happen with RuPaul's talk back? So it was like standing out to us. I thought that, you know, Raja bringing up Latoya Jackson, which RuPaul said famously that if RuPaul was ever to do a snatch game, she would do Latoya, you know, and that so it's kind of like that thing of like judge judy all these things that rupaul likes it's a lot of pressure to diana ross which she already did diana ross come on raja mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well this is like it's it's all pressure i think when you're watching yeah. the show we like to say okay well oh i could have done that better or this is this is the way it is it's like remember you're literally watched by all over the world but people i can't even imagine what it would be like and rupaul is looking at you and all the expectation i think all stars is now the time to where they pick the people that are are really ready to be on that stage because you know i look at it and i have such like such respect i know for myself it's like it's taken me a long time to build my own confidence it's like a lot of people when you're just as a queer person you're just awkward as all get out because you're just trying to find your way so to be put into that level of judgment you know i i have a a big respect for anybody that goes through that so when i see this and people doing the characters and getting in there i know they're probably just like super like scared inside when they're doing it oh it's very scary i mean this reminds me a lot of the olympics and like the armchair people who watch the olympics there's a lot of funny tiktok videos (laughs) coming out where people Mm -hmm. are like watching people doing diving and they're like oh it's garbage garbage as they're like eating a bag of doritos (laughs) in their chair like that's kind of the same thing with drag, right? It's like people are like, oh, I could have done it better, you know. It's everybody thinks they could do it better, but until you're actually there oh, and you've done it, you can't say. And anything. those those commentators on the Olympics don't help things. I mean, they're like, well, they didn't do that great today. They're at the Olympics, Donald. Yeah, yeah. they're doing fine. <laughs> with that being said, I do think that if you are doing the All Stars one, honey, you gotta bring it at every level. Oh Absolutely. yeah, you better have a skin like leather to come back on All Stars. But they also do. They've they've gone through the machine. They're they they're aware that snatch game is one of the scariest things you could possibly do. But it's not the same beast that it used to be in in, in the earlier seasons. Like snatch game really defined who the winners were or set the set them apart part in the pack. But nowadays, yeah. a lot of the winners are always in the bottom. So it's really not what it used to be in terms of defining, you know, the great actors of the show. Because it's more about lip syncing nowadays, really, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. also, too, it's, it's, it determines on where they're going to work after the show is done. Because if they can, if they can do like those kind of performances and characters, well, they'll be working in the Flamingo in Vegas. You know what I mean? This is true. true. I mean, I think we can look forward to Trinity Beyonce tribute in Vegas. I yeah, agree. did you ever work in Vegas, Jalen? No, I haven't, but it has been on my my bucket list, and I hope to have that happen at some point. Ooh, I want that bucket to to, to pour over with that opportunity for you'd kill it. I I want that for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you know the thing about it over the years, it's like the characters that I do. I'm actually connected with other people that do the characters, like in Vegas and in Los Angeles. So we, we there's a community. Like for example. For Dolly, there are some people that do dollies that that I'm actually connected with. And, you know, when you do Dolly, 
uh, it's a thing. What would Dolly do? And it's like, she's all about love and support. So oh. I think it's, and they've always welcomed me and, and, and we, we just kind of like comment and support each other. I think it's awesome. This is true. I always forget about that. There's actually like full like uh, groups and communities of like impersonators who do the same impersonation. <laughs> it's kind of great. Yeah, I love it. And I've just been so inspired by like Chad Michaels as well. As oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I would like I've... to see you in a room full of other dollies. That for me, I could die happy. <laughs> <laughs> the dollies are everywhere. My weakness has always been food and man. You're and that Oda. You're not invited to the dollies. Okay? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. Let's... <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, shall we? Let's just get yeah. right into it. So the first group is going to be uh, it's Ginger. She's doing Phyllis Diller, as we said. Yes. Uh, Trinity is going to do Whitney Houston, which I said earlier on the show. I yep. hope she does Whitney Houston. She did do it. I'm happy for that. That's and then true. Kylie Sonic Love is going to give us Dolly Parton. Yes. And then the the Snatchler is going to be Cheyenne Jackson asking the questions. So let's go through one 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 at a time. Ginger as Phyllis Diller. What are yes. our initial thoughts? Hillary, you might as well go first. You're the most passionate. Well, I love Phyllis Diller. I, you know, I do a Phyllis Diller. I I, I gave you that Phyllis Diller ring because I was also going to do Phyllis Diller <laughs> at some point. <laughs> do you do Phyllis Diller sometimes? Yeah, I mean Phyllis Diller is an icon. I mean, uh, such an icon in can he, uh, not Canadian female comedy. And um, you know, there's a little bit of Mae West in there. There's a little bit of Don Rickles and uh, Winters and all kinds of stuff. And she really just. She's such a power powerhouse, and her story is so amazing. Um, so finally, finally, Phyllis Diller is in the show. Um, not enough people know who Phyllis Diller is anymore. Also, a very different size difference from Ginger. Like Phyllis is like rail thin, which is part of her jokes. But I like that you know yeah. that she's been doing that this whole show. She was doing Fergie, so I just love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not rail thin either. I know Phyllis always has the the chicken legs and you know the A line dresses and stuff, but. You can still do Phyllis. Um, I mean, I thought Ginger more or less killed it. Uh, the joke, the the voice wasn't perfect, but she had a lot of the mannerisms. She had a dress that reminded me of like the famous Jim Bailey dress with the moles, and I don't know. I just thought she was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jaylene, what did you think? Yeah, we bringing up Jim Bailey too. What an oh my god! What Jim Bailey's? Oh my god, Phyllis Diller! If oh. you haven't seen Jim Bailey's Phyllis Diller, YouTube it right now. Do it right now. Stop this podcast and do it. It's amazing. It's Lucille amazing. Ball watches it. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. So I mean, I like I like you as well. I'm I I think Phyllis Diller is mo- one of the most iconic entertainers of all time, and um, the fact that they that Ginger did bring up and actually, you know what? I think Ginger is too though, because Ginger is like is an amazing performer and just, yeah. just to kind of see like how she pulls it together and performs and like the animation in her face and just all, all the stuff that she does. I think she's a, a true star. I actually thought her Phyllis was great. I mm-hmm. did. I was actually seeing ginger though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seeing ginger. So, and I'm, I'm really particular when it comes down to D de- I want to look and I want to kind of be like fooled. I want to shift to that person. And I was seeing, I love Ginger though. So, I mean, I was, I was thoroughly entertained, but for, for that one, I was like, um, I just love the fact that, like you said, that she was in Snatch Game. You are the nicest person ever, Jaylene, because I'm going to rip her apart. I... All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I actually love Phyllis Diller. I've been wanting to do an impersonation of her as well for a long time. That's why I had that wig and I gave it to you, Hills. We need to do a night of a thousand Phyllises. <laughs> we yeah. have to. Yeah. But I'm very familiar. I grew up with Phyllis. Like, this is how I got into comedy. And, like, she influenced, because I do stand, I did stand up and drag. And that's part of yeah. my influence was Phyllis Diller. Absolutely. Yeah. I 100% agree with Jaylene that this was just ginger. <laughs> the, from the wig to the look to the jokes. The jokes were great. She had a lot of great jokes. But this is not Phyllis Diller. This was not Phyllis Diller's wig. Phyllis, it wasn't her wig. Phyllis it has a laugh. Pretty. Phyllis has a pretty. laugh where it goes, ha, ha, ha. Like, she yeah. didn't do none of that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. She yeah. didn't do none of that. There was, yeah. like, I just didn't see Phyllis. I thought Ginger was great. There was not a Phyllis. But I think in terms of, like, nobody else knows Phyllis, so it didn't matter in terms exactly. of the show. Exactly. And that's but sad. I'm going to but... be brutal. I'm going to cut it. I'm cutting it. Okay. Well, I'm nutting it because... The voice wasn't there, but um, it was still fun. Anyway, we, we do our nut or cut if we like or dislike it, Jalen. So you give us a nut or a cut. And you know what? Be brutal. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like I said, the fact that she did bring Phyllis and she did entertain. You know what? I, I'm going to give it a nut because I was I was entertained by all it. All right. All right. You Okay. That's fair. Fair enough. I've been overruled. <laughs> so here comes Trinity as Whitney Houston. Uh, I remember she did the acting challenge earlier this season. She was really giving me Whitney, and I felt like she didn't bring any of that this time around. And she yeah. was in her head, and she, you know, she did the same thing that she did essentially her first go around as Nicki Minaj, um, where she just wasn't present in the character. She was more of an onlooker at the other characters around her. So it was it was really a shame because she looked like Whitney. Yeah, it was like beautiful because I am a Whitney fan and uh-huh. I just love seeing somebody do a good Whitney number. And when she came out, I was like, oh my God, she looks gorgeous. But then, she, you know, the thing about it though, and I can relate with it too. It's like the longest time, it's like, if you don't have that confidence, it took me a, a while to kind of feel like really confident in, in characters. And I know that feeling where you're like, oh, and it's just, you just wanted to come out, but it's, it's, you're just so fucking nervous. You know, Part she, of my life. she brought yeah. up scripted funny versus improv funny. Cause she's won a lot of scripted acting challenges where she's been very funny versus improv funny, which is, you know, a whole other kettle of nuts as we stay here on the podcast. You know, it's, you gotta be quick on, on your feet and you gotta yeah. come up with things right off the tip of your tongue. Yeah, well, that's whole the kettle of nuts is- coming out on iTunes, a new single. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's prepping for it before. So she's writing down all these little things that she could say. You know, yes. so she's going to snatch game. It's like you just don't do an improv for that one. You got to kind of have uh, a strategy and you've got to have structure towards that. So you have those available. Well, there were yeah. some very simple things of like RuPaul was batting things of like, what'd you have for breakfast? I have nothing. You know, there's like things, simple things of like, you have to come prepared with everything. You have to do the work like you do, Joanne, of knowing every, them inside and out to do, to do it really well. How would you describe yourself? I'm every woman. I like anything. Like, come on. There's one-liners. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So what would we give it? I'm, I give, I'm going to give her a cut. Yeah. Um, I was really disappointed that she, she just kind of lay down and died. Um, you know, it's, it's just not acceptable. I'm sorry, but like, I mean, it, it, my fashion's not great. If I was on RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm still going to try. I'm still going to try and give you a look, you know? Like, you can't just lay down and die and say, that's okay. That's not the winner I want. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah you would improvise and be very funny with your look. It would be, you know. It would be the glamorous <laughs> hot mess, but hey, there you go. Yeah, she didn't lay down and die. Rest in peace. <laughs> so what do you You give it a cut, two hills? Oh, absolute, yeah. All right, in the moment of uh, truth, Jolene, what do you give it? 
Yeah, I'll have to give it a cut as well. Brutal, Jaylene. Brutal. You're ripping her apart. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to be a terrible influence on you, Jaylene. All right. Here comes Kylie Sonic Love doing Dolly Parton. Jaylene, you, you have the floor. Well, you know, first of all, I, the fact that there is a trans-identifying woman on this show. Yes. I, I am on her side and I'm enjoying every minute of it. So for me, it's like, I think she has some work to do within the acting challenges, but you know, uh, when she said she was doing Dolly, I was like, Oh my God. Interesting. Cause we haven't seen that yet. No. And she is notorious for being on the very first snatch game, doing Lady Gaga, being the first person booted, booted out. So she had a lot to live up to. There's a lot of pressure on this one for her. Yeah. And I, you know, I was actually pleasantly surprised cause I thought it was, to be honest, I thought it was going to be worse. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw it and I was like, okay, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but then I was like, okay. And then she came out. I was like, oh, I totally see it. I see it. I think it, it does need a lot of work. I think it's just like, you know, anybody like working on, um, uh, there's details. I, I did find um, that she wasn't smiling really. Like, you know, Dolly has this big mm -hmm. smile all the time. So that's that kind of where I was just like, Ooh, oh, you know, yeah. I, going in with the details but i just thought you know the fact that she brought dolly i think she sounded like her and um but i enjoyed it but like i said if you're asking about like details like it's like i think there it could have been more work on and i think maybe she will do that because you know this is most definitely like as far as uh, her physicality she could absolutely totally just be dolly part right there's still mm -hmm. some finessing that can be done but again it's everybody has different skill sets and at the end of the day she's really an athlete on the show <laughs> like that's where she comes from she's a gymnast uh, a lip sync artist so for her to push herself to do this stuff i'm really i'm really impressed i really am even though i fully agree the voice wasn't fully there but i thought she did you know pretty good i would say a b plus for me yeah, it, this is a total nut. I mean, she she kept up. Like, she was funny. She was just funny. She had the jokes. She had all the jokes. Dolly is known for those her. quips, you know? You know, what you really have to love about Sonique is the fact that she's not giving up. She's actually yes. putting herself and she's rising to the occasion every time she has an opportunity because not only for herself as an artist, but I think she really realizes the fact that, you know, being uh, like one of the first trans women to really kind of really make it like with it at this level is is like she is actually standing up for all of us oh my like god she was one of the yeah. first uh, artists on the show on season two who came out as trans on the show like that was we've never seen that on tv yet like she really represents that in the in the, the whole arc of her experience on the show and the fact that she's you know just representing all of that now as a fully fledged trans woman and proud and i just i i'm obsessed with kylie yeah, and I tell you, when she was doing that that lip sync where she was doing the flip into the splits, I was like, "Is this person human?" Like, yes, <laughs> she's a gymnast. She's an athlete. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> and and she was wearing that shirt. You know the shirt I'm talking about. Like, and her yeah. boobs didn't pop out. Like, how is this possible? Well, that's because this is somebody that has done a lot of work. And I keep thinking back to the time she was on. There was a lot of anger in that person. And now I just feel this. I feel such freedom and such power. Mm -hmm. And the fact that now she's coming out and she's being able to rise up to be the person who she's always known as inside, but perhaps hasn't been given the opportunity to be. And now she gets to come out there. And the fact, I don't think there's a better person that could have done Dolly because Dolly is about that love and about that mm -hmm. acceptance. And the fact that she came out and she represented that 
you know, I sure I mentioned some things about the details of her of her thing, but I'm an artist and that's what I do. I will look at the details. But mm-hmm. I think that overall it's like this that you know, like I said, she's got some work to do as far as that goes. But I tell you, it was it was I was most definitely very emotional and very proud that that she was doing that. Oh, I love yeah. it. Do you know do you know Dolly Parton and I have the same birthday, don't you know? Oh my god, wow. Yeah, and Jean Stapleton. Archie! Well, I was the first woman to burn my bra. <laughs> Stop! You're not going to get. You're not getting cast as Dolly Parton. You're not a part okay, of the club. Okay. I'm sorry. I that. have the same birthday, and Jaylene is an icon. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to fit in. Smile. It increases your face value. All right. I give. I give her. A, I give her a nut for sure. What do you give, Jaylene? Absolutely a nut. Oh, we love it. Nut. She gets three nuts across the board. And I guess we find out who the snatcher chooses. He chooses Ginger. This is all fluff. It doesn't matter. But the camera yeah. angles were really weird. They were shooting them from behind. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, as they were oh. exiting, it was just like all their backsides. Like, where's the camera? Yeah, it, it was. I mean, also, yeah. I mean, maybe they're trying to hit home this weird point of like, because Trinity kind of had her back to the camera. But I mean, there's probably like 17 cameras on her. But they just decided, oh, let's just like, push the, the thing home. She really doesn't know what she's doing. You know, no, they you know. shot them all from behind. It was really bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. The, I, I did. I did. I did like how it ended with Phyllis. I mean, that would have been perfect. Just like, you know, Oh, you ended up with me. Ha, ha, ha. Let's go on a date, honey. You know? So, Oh, that was great. We love that. All right, here we go. Second group. So it is going to be Eureka as Divine, one of the original drag icons, and before RuPaul even. Then Pandora Box is going to do Kim Cattrall. I have thoughts oh. on this. Raj is doing Latoya Jackson, this poor woman in dress at the end. And then the, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the snatch catcher is Fortune Feimster, one of my favorite comics. I really adore her. Yes, amazing. So, what do we think of Eureka doing Divine? I thought it was, I thought it was not Divine. I thought it was her character from, um, it, it was Pink Flamingos, I think, right? Well, Divine is that character in all of not her always, movies, really. Not I mean, she—that's kind of what the magic of Divine was. I mean, she she was a great actor, but she really yes. had the essence of Divine in all of her characters. But yes, she was playing that character. But I mean, you could say the same thing about Kim Cattrall. It was basically Samantha, yeah. right? Yeah, but Kim Cattrall kind of does talk like that in interviews, weirdly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this Divine, I thought it was very that character. Like, it was just obscene to the point of, like, pushing the boundaries. And, you know, they were getting the wah-wah too far. But I, I loved it, honestly. It was disgusting. It was awful. It was terrible. And I loved it. That was divine. She pushed the buttons. She made you <laughs> exactly. She made you want to get angry. That was what she was supposed to do. What did you think uh-huh. of uh, Divine? Eureka's Divine, uh, Jillian? Yeah, I, thought was, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really great. I love, like, to see, because so many people, as we know, in the drag community do that look for Halloween or whatever. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it's, to me, it's about the details of that. I thought it was fabulous to look at it was amazing and i actually thought yeah you gotta push it with divine because she was vulgar that was kind of like her thing right it was like shock and Mm. so i i was i was here for it yeah she really i mean that's what pandora was saying like she was getting thrown off by the vulgarities but i was like it's divine like if divine was actually there you'd be thrown off regardless (laughs) like that's what divine is that's what she represents also who cares if pandora's thrown off you're supposed to be kim cattrall 
Like you should be turned on by everything. Yeah, like, they should have made out. They should have had. They should have split a piece of poop. <laughs> like it's like an episode of Showgirls. They should have. Pooh! I love poop. I'd love to make out with your dog shit. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Anyway. I'm gonna give her a nut for this. I actually really like her divine. Yeah, so good. Did you guys I'm give it a nut? Yeah, a nut, nut, nut. All right, there we go. So here comes Pandora doing Kim Cattrall. So I actually did a Kim Cattrall for an audition. <laughs> for... We know, we know. Do we? Do you know? <laughs> did I talk about this? Yes. Well, I know. I, I don't know if everybody else knows, but talk, talk. Well, well no. Well, obviously, if you know, everybody else knows Hills. Everybody knows because I tell everybody. We know. <laughs> Daylene, did you know? No, I didn't. I'm exciting to hear more. <laughs> God bless you, Jaylene. <laughs> Damn it. I don't even know what just happened. All right, squirrels. Uh, full disclosure, my internet just kaputted completely. We just spent the last, I'm going to say, like 20 minutes trying to figure out where the audio went for this podcast. Be honest, Vicky. It was three days. Jaylene and I have been playing checkers over <laughs> Google. Um <laughs> I am so sorry, Jillian. I told her, I was like, get a snack. And then she was, yeah, now she's like grooming her dog. The dog just got a haircut. Actually got neutered. Oh, you neutered. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That little bitch deserved it. I had this time. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have, Jillian? I have a French bulldog. Oh, I love it. I've got a great day and they love to play. Yeah, I love doggies. All right, let's get back into this podcast. Where I was talking about my Kim, my noted Kim Cattrall yes. impersonation that I'm known for. Kim Cattrall, the 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 bitch who uh, brought down Squirrel Talk. <laughs> yeah, she did. Oh, this happened. So, anyways, I don't even remember where, where, where I left off, but I was saying that you know Kim Cattrall is uh, a hard character to do. It is. So that was, you know, it's a challenge for Pandora to do that, but she really didn't have any of the jokes. And there's so many one-liners, but not just like Samantha one-liners, like Kim Cattrall's known for scatting, you know, with her husband, that Bad YouTube video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very funny. Yeah, but see, this was not. The thing is that what I could see for Pandora is like, because she has that really, that, that face to do, like I would, I would have loved to see her do Betty Davis. Yeah, she can do those throwback characters. I mean, that's kind of what she got away with with Carol Channing. She would have killed Betty Davis. So as much as I did enjoy that choice because I was really intrigued to see it, it didn't pan out for her. It's a cut for me. Oh, it's a total cut. You know what? I think she's a quiet person. We, we all know that. Tortured soul. I think she thought she was being big, but she just wasn't. Um, like, she was kind of doing some of the Kim Cattrallisms, but, like, they needed to be, like, so big. Like, so big, you know? Yeah, and she is a very sexual character. She really could have played yeah. that up. What, what did you think, Jillian? Nut or cut? Uh, I would have to say cut. She just seemed quite reserved. Yeah, for not for Samantha. That's not Samantha. Yeah. So, and then we get into Raj O'Hara doing LaToya Jackson, who really looks like she's kind of a funny character just to look at at the end of the this bench of characters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody watches Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but she really reminded me of like Mary Cosby. Well, I I remembered like looking at her and thinking, um, "This is the world I want to be in," because that's just it was it just made me laugh. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it was a funny portrayal of her just sitting there, just like visually, it was like kind of funny. And there's memes everywhere about it too, which is really cute. 
Oh, I love that. She did actually do a great job. And I, I really loved, like, because, again, like, RuPaul loves LaToya. There was a lot of back and forth, like, that. You, you remember when that happened, RuPaul? <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, she's another one, too, that I find that she had a hard time in her first season. I think this is one where she was like, okay, let's go. Let's show them who I really am. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you just need one thing, and she had, like, LaToya's little giggle where it's like, hee, 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 She kind of got that. The makeup on her nose, she looked, I thought she looked, I thought it was, it was so fun. It was really fun. I'm going to get, I'm going to give this a nut. I actually really enjoyed this. You know, I think I wanted to give it a nut, but I don't really like nuts. So I'm going to give it a nut. <laughs> that was a great gag. I mean, when RuPaul was going about the workroom, she kind of said, you, you know, she loves sushi, but she doesn't like rice or fish. That's like what Latoya does. And she really did all those as her jokes and it worked for her. Oh yeah. It's such a good game. That's, that's, yeah. that's what you want in improv. Like find a game and play it, play it, play it. That's the key from the goddess of improv herself. Hillary, goddess, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I give it a nut. What do you guys give? Nut. Nut. All right. That's it. That is it. And then, uh, you know, nobody takes home Fortune Feenster. There's just a little uh, little ring off between her and Cheyenne. But that's how it ends. So, you know, no winner. That was so anticlimactic. <laughs> it really but, was. <laughs> um, I guess they're together now? or Okay. <laughs> you know what god bless yeah done i guess we're getting straight into i mean the girl so the girls come back the next day to talk about their their snatch games and you know i you did great i didn't do so well and some yeah. people surprise themselves you know the usual yeah <laughs> yeah i think there was a lot of people saying oh ginger killed it oh well of course ginger killed it blah 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 all that stuff and yeah, i mean it was the usual stuff any did anything really interesting happen i don't know no. No. <laughs> I do, I will say there was like the makeup mirror moment and there wasn't any trauma talk this time either. No. I, I really am enjoying that they're just living their drag lives without yeah. producers poking them to be like, tell us about that time you almost ran over that lady. You know, like we don't need to. Not every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Here and there, I like to hear the stories, but you know, sometimes it's nice to breathe. Speaking about breathing, should we take a break to... To, to talk with our sponsors, should they want to talk with us? They probably don't, but, yeah. you know, we got to take a break. Yeah, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and do the runway. We're going to do the runway after that. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Shit, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh my God, that was that was another break. We've been here for thirty six <laughs> hours. Um, oh my God, it is we're now. on to hour thirty seven. Jaylene um, is currently uh, she's finished processing um, her own jam. Um, <laughs> oh, I love that she's an artist and jam artist now. <laughs> and I also neuter dogs. 
Yeah, yes. I've seen your dog at the poor guy. The well, poor that's how you make what's what's in the jam. We ask. It's nuts, honey. It's a kettle of nuts. <laughs> My yeah, pan of nuts now available on our merch store. We love it. All right, let's get into the runway. Who are the judges? Is Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, and uh, this is kind Tina. of interesting. Tina Knowles. Brittany, the Beyonce's mother. The TKO. She is Beyonce's mom. And we all know that Trinity, I feel like they brought her in specifically because of Trinity. You know, I feel like that's the moment. Do you think that, like, TKL was, uh, was just like, um, oh, that one. Yeah, she's been writing me letters for years. Okay, are you sure I have to come back? <laughs> Well, Tina Knowles is notorious for creating Beyonce's hideous looks in her early career. Let's be honest. What are you saying about my drag? <laughs> do we do we like Tina Knowles' fashions, Jolene? Oh, in the nineties, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was a moment. It was like, yeah, they've come a long way now. <laughs> yeah, that Tina Knowles. Don't we? <laughs> All right, so we're getting into the runway. The runway is pop art. So first one is Ginger Mint giving her pop art. She's mm-hmm. got a, I think this is a foam wig. Hillary could uh, dissect yeah. it for me. It's, and it's a very simple foam wig. It's kind of like very simple. Ones, one of those ones you get uh, at like a Halloween store or something. Didn't they sell these at like Walmart at one point? They They have, yeah, stuff very similar to this, yeah. And then she's got this pop art print, which is on a, a real thick canvas because she can't even bend her arms. Oh, it's and... like it's like thick scuba or something. Yeah. No, this is like this is like full on like circus tent canvas, like the yeah. things you <laughs> go camping in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's got her face all over in the same wig, a different, you know, Andy Warhol style. What do we think of this? Cute. I I mean, I thought that the look was cute like, because I mean she. The wig is kind of, you know, not the greatest foam wig, but, you know, it, it fits in the frame that she has a thousand times on the, the outfit. Yeah. Um, and also she came out with, no, she didn't come out with the frame. That was on Instagram later. I don't know. I just thought it was cute. It was good. What do you think, Jaylene? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was cute. I think that it's um, like the Instagram photo afterwards, like really did it justice. Yes. It's so quick when they come out. And I think there's a couple you know, a couple that kind of did the same idea. Yeah, there was like three of them that did the same exact look, which I was again like, okay, interesting. I mean, it's kind yes. of like when you think of pop art, you think of Andy Warhol, but like there's so much to pop art, you know? it's. I would love this runway. It's so exciting to me. So to yeah. see like three back-to-back looks was a little disappointing. And frankly, frankly, I didn't feel that this was the strongest out of the three. So I'm going to cut it. it. It definitely was the the Warhol... Uh, repetition movement a lot um but i like this look i thought it was pretty pretty good um and it was of course a you wig. do it's ginger minge you like every single thing you I, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say not because it's ginger so ginger 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 <laughs> what do you give jaylene nut or cut i'd have to say a nut it was it was well executed yeah all right all right i'm the bitch here apparently i'm the bitch here and and let me just say, she found those go-go boots in in a size that fits in two different colors. Go you! I fucking anyway. hate the. I fucking hate her go-go boots. I know you love the go-go boots. I like. Listen, I like a thin little. You know. You yeah, can't, a, but the thing is, you can't. You can't get those in a regular size for a girl her size. She needs a wide calf, honey. Anyway, that's extra dollars. Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. Who's up next? You tell me. 
It is the one and only Kylie Sonique Love in a nice little, oh, like, you know, gorgeous Glamazon um, dress with the, I don't know, all these pink and yellow colors and this big mink, uh, what, foxtail stole and a giant face on her stomach of herself, I think. I love this. And then she's also kind of doing kind of a similar kind of dolly wig almost. There's like this, what I really love about Kylie now is that she's figured out her point of view and her design aesthetic. And it's kind of this trashy, chic stuff that Dolly kind of does too. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. I actually really like this look. The wig particularly pulls it all together. It's almost like Anna Nicole Smith moment. Absolutely. And I I kind of think it's kind of popper. You know, I, I was definitely getting... I think a big thing about pop art is like kind of making yourself your own image into art as like your own pop culture thing. So I totally bought this as pop art and I thought it was cool. 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 Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> what did you think, Jalen? Yeah, I think it like it's, it's spectacular. She's like full like fashion and her body and it's just a like she's a star. And I love the fact that, you know, I almost feel like this hair would have been better for Dolly. It, it is Dolly, right? It's very Dolly. Maybe it was her backup wig. Who knows? Yeah. she looks. But like- I, I kind of like it. It's kind of like re-envisioning those moments for like a fashion. And so for me, that really worked. This this look really works. And I love her body. I love that she shows it off. It's a full knot. It's probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful colors. Beautiful look. So total knot. All right. Who's next? I can't see anything. Eureka! Wearing another repetition thing. Uh, like this blue t- latex bodysuit underneath and then like a giant A-line dress with her face all over it. Um, go-go boots? Or gloves with little pom-poms. And she's got like a 60s like a go-go wig. I, I, I really like this look. Out of the three, this is probably my favorite. But it's also like meshing kind of that old school with new school with the latex. It's got a shininess to it. Even like the, the print of her, as like the dress, the little uh, the little baby doll dress. It's like it's got a nice sheen to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was cute. Um, for some reason, for me, it didn't strike me as as um, I don't know. I like gingers better in a weird way, in like its simplicity, because I think pop art is very simple, whereas this took it in a very different direction. Like it was very sixties. Oh, I thought it was like a bit more contemporary. I thought she added more contemporary that's elements. That's true. Because of the, but that's just because of the vinyl. You love that PVC. You know, I love anything that looks like anything slippery when wet. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Put a sign out. It's slippery when wet. What did you yeah. think, Jaylene? Um, I, I actually preferred gingers. I found this like like it was just that was like maybe it was a bit much. Mm. Um, but a drag queen being a bit much. Bit much. <laughs> Ginger came out with that idea, so I already seen it. So when she came out, I was yeah. like, "Oh!" And then some more. Yeah, so I was kind of thinking that um, I don't know for whatever reason it just didn't hit for me. Well, whereas her divine, like, was un unreal. I thought. Yeah. So you hate this? You cut? You cut the life out of this? Yeah, I would have to say I'd cut this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hills, what do you get? Um, I can't cut it. I think it's a nut, but I don't. I weirdly enough, I actually kind of think pop art is simplicity. And so I do prefer gingers. So it's a nut, though. I'm going to give this a nut. And the other thing with pop art is you can really have fun with makeup with this kind of style. You know, Jillian? Like, it's that, it's that uh, you can really be an artist and do different things with it. And we see different people doing 
different kind of things with her makeup. But some people just did regular makeup, and I thought it was a missed opportunity. But I thought she did something different, and I really enjoyed that too. Well, she did the '60s eye. She did the ca- the eyeliner, like the the round thing. Yeah, and so. the color. She had yellow lips. I mean, that's you know, it's I yes. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I give it a nut. Okay, cool. So here comes Pandora giving us the third version of the printed face Andy Warhol moment. She's got the pop art, you know, comic book box, and then whop, a little neon in there. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, it definitely took it into her realm, because I know she's kind of, she thinks of herself as a comic book nerd and stuff. So she made pop art more like comic book. Um and it was almost like the 60s Batman references with like the WAP and the POW and the stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pop art. It had yeah. a Gotham City vibe to it. Yeah, I hated the dress underneath it. I thought it was kind of, I don't know about it. What did you think, Julie? Uh, I thought it was like like, like cartoon. I, I kind of like that with pop art. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of feeling it. I love that it said wet ass um, Pandora in the inside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She is a wet ass Pandora. That is true. And she did have the fascinator, you know, uh, thing, which is very campy. I guess that's her brand. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I will give this a nut, but it's not my favorite out of these kind of three looks. It's the second to the Eureka look, but I'll give it a nut. Yeah, I guess uh, I'll cut this one because it's, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I don't think it came together. I will give it a nut. But it's interesting when we're looking at all of these. I'm like, um, Kylie's was the best. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's also, I mean, I think Pandora could have done a fun like um, uh, dot moment on her face with the makeup, perhaps. I really yeah. would like to see a different kind of makeup from Pandora because she does the same makeup a lot. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Who's after Pandora? Here comes Trinity. No, I'm wrong. Raja O'Hara. Giving us purple. We know she loves her purple. She can't get enough out of it. And she's got faux fur. She's got I'm not gagging. And uh, she's got the boots. She's got her Raja boots on again. She's got a Raja O'Hara boot. Yeah, because she already wore these, didn't she? Yeah. She has. So um, I'm not gagging over this look neither. Um, it's not really pop art. I mean, she turns around and again. It's like a character of a, I guess it's her on the back. Um, but it's not, and they said this to the judges, they said it wasn't really popper, but I enjoy elements of this. I think she's really, she makes all her stuff. So I think there's elements I like of this, but for the challenge, I think it's a cut. Yeah, I kind of wonder if this is like actually the look she wanted to wear. Um, it kind of seems thrown together almost, especially that, like the white part on front that just says, I'm not gagging, that kind of just looks like a piece of paper written with Sharpie. Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she does have herself on the back of her fur coat. I thought that was nice. Um, and her, her fan says, I'm not gagging. Uh, I guess it's kind of pop art in the relationship that it's like, you know, you are your own art, but, and so she's like marketing herself and making that, but I don't know. No, it's not pop art. It's not pop art. I don't know. It's, it's a stretch. Yeah. So what do you give it? it? It's kind of a cut. It's a stretch bodysuit, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, but I actually thought she looked gorgeous. And for some reason, I just, I just want her to do well. You know, so uh, that's the thing. When I saw her, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. And then I was like, it, it didn't, like, like, you, like, it's already been mentioned, is that it seemed like it was put together sort of last minute. Yeah, we're all cheering for her, which I think is great this season. Because, you know, people really didn't like her in the first season. But we're all cheerleaders of Raja this season. 
But that said, she's had some good looks this season, but she's also, the last few runways have been real misses. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Do you give this a cut, Jillian? I'd have to say give it a cut. All right. Hells? Hells? What happened to Hills? Oh, we don't care. So here comes Trinity K. Bonet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. My power is about to die. It's been so long. It's been like three weeks on this call. Okay. I actually made an effort to wait for you, and then I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I, I heard it. I heard it. Okay. <laughs> here comes Trinity K. Bonet giving us a statement. Okay. She is giving us activism and pop art in the same challenge here. She's got a Black Lives Matter sign. And then the makeup thing that I was asking for, and then the, the whole gown. What, what do you guys think of this? Yes. Yes. This is, yeah, this is a, what do you call it? It's the pop art. Um, I think it's the Lichtenstein style of pop art with all the very graphic makeup. And you're selling a, an idea and marketing that. Um, it's and it was very just well done, and no one else did it. And it was very clever idea to pair that with the, the the important message of Black Lives Matter too. So yeah, I think it was really smart. Yeah, absolutely. What do you What do you think, Jillian? I think she looked gorgeous, and like this is another one too that's really elevated her presence with her looks. Like every look she does is exquisite. She's had some good ones, and there's also Black Trans or Trans Lives Matter. Yeah. She did the full gamut of expression on this. I think it was really inclusive and wonderful and important to be doing these kind of activism looks on the show. Nut, nut. Oh yeah, nut, nut, nut. Amazing, beautiful. Nuts across the board. Who was after Trinity? Anybody? Is that it? That's it. Oh mm -hmm. my god, I love that. There's no people left. So there that was, is that. There was Jan on Instagram, but it was terrible. Oh, let's not go there. I well, <laughs> I imagine. So we're getting into some feedback. Who are our tops? Who are the bottoms? The mm. tops are, I guess, it's just really kind of Kylie ginger and, and Kylie. ginger. Yeah the, yeah, the top tops, and then the bottoms are Pandora and Trinity, and I guess yes. Eureka and Raja are safe. That's it. We find that the winner is Ginger. Did we agree? Uh, I do. I think she killed it. Um, the, the voice wasn't perfect, but I mean, she made us laugh a lot. So good, good job. And oh my God, Phyllis Diller. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that, that a lot of them did really good. So I could have been okay with like um, many winners on there. I, I actually, now that I look back at it and see the runway and also along with the character, I would have to say that um, Kylie, I probably would have chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like her, like you said, her dolly had a little flaw in it, but she had most of the jokes and she put most a lot of effort into it. There was a lot there, and then I thought the runway was great. I would have given it to Kylie, or at the very least, had another tie. Yeah, yeah, it was close. Well, I mean that's the thing too, right? Because anybody else who's done dolly, if you do dolly and you don't do her, you know, justice, I mean that could be like real trouble for people. <laughs> but I think she she did it. She still had that sort of that that real spark that Dolly has. So I think people were like, once again, they're like, okay, yeah, I see it. And I think that that was something. Now that I look back at it, I'm like, yeah, of course. It's like with anything, when you start a character, you do it once. It's not going to be as refined as, as, as it is when you do it like a hundred times. So I think if she puts that into her act now as well, 
um, that that could be something really, and plus she's like really close with Miley Cyrus, who's her goddaughter. It's like, there could be something really cool coming out of this. Oh my God. I want to see Dolly Parton do a backhand split into... Oh. <laughs> you better work you better work nine to five Kylie Sonique where Kylie actually does like the stunt double for Dolly <laughs> oh my uh, god yeah for the musical I'm here for that oh well, let's put that into the, the zeitgeist um can we also talk about I think it was Michelle Visage she called uh, and I need your opinion on this um she called Pandora I think the Eeyore of drag <laughs> oh, no. did she say that I think I missed that is do you do you agree? Do you take offense? Oh, oh I absolutely <laughs> agree with that. She is like she, I mean her yeah, she is the ear of this drag race for sure. Oh my goodness. Which oh, would have been was... great for her to do like a sadder character. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I mean play what we're you're given, you know. Mm. I really wanted Melissa Joan Hart from her, to be honest. Yeah. A moody Melissa Joan Hart. I didn't get it. <laughs> but you know, we digress. So they're in the bottom. They're all talking backstage. They're figuring out. It basically is track record is how they're going to play it. They're all going to go by track record, which makes sense and is fair and a competitive, you know, show, but isn't the most interesting necessarily to the viewer. We like Survivor. We like backstabbing. Do you guys like that or what? Uh, I mean, kind of, uh, but, you know, a little bit, not a lot. A little bit of what? A little backstabbing, but not too much, because then it's like, just vicious and i, I, I don't yeah know. it got a little gross in season five with the whole india farah thing right so we don't want that mm. much yeah yeah i mean pandora they did try and try and uh, drum up this thing where pandora was kind of blaming eureka for being too much and it's like well pandora you know eureka was too much is divine kind of threw me off well she backpedaled to be like i didn't mean it like that so you know it's like no. sorry 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 what did yeah. you think what, what say you jaylene well, I think that for entertainment, they've got to do something that people will want to watch. But like you said, it you, you can't really cross the lines when we're actually, this is actually an opportunity to really build community. So yes. you, got to, you got to be mindful too, as like, these are human beings too, right? And plus they're already, you know, we all have our complexities um, personally. So I think that, you know, yeah, have fun with it and, and script it and make it fun, but don't go like, don't go so um mean spirited like i'm too spirited but i'm not mean spirited <laughs> <laughs> mean isn't one of your spirits <laughs> um, you know let's just say that i can light up the room but i can also shut it down oh good she knows where the light switch is i love wah, that wah. oh god <laughs> <laughs> so uh there's the lip sync i think or something right mm. yeah I, I just want to say i absolutely oh. agree with the whole community thing i think that's a great way to go into the oh. show julian i think you know, I don't think people think about that enough. The newer queens getting on the show, they think it has to be catty and bitchy. But, you know, there really is a place for community. And I think this season, of all the seasons I've seen in a long time, is really doing that. So, yes, kudos to them. I totally agree. And to all you queens out there who think you can just be bitchy, that's not true. In fact, you have to compliment someone and build them up before you can knock them down. <laughs> That's right. That's why I can hate on Hillary. I can hate on Hillary all I want because yeah. I built her. This is my sandcastle. I'm the punching bag. I'm the punching bag of drag. That's what I am. Also, well, you got to think about longevity. I mean, the yeah. thing is, when you're working with people, you're working pretty close. And yeah. so, if you're actually going in there and, and you're creating environments that are good to work in, well, mm -hmm. you're going to be invited back more. And mm -hmm. where you go in, and it's like you're kind of challenging to work with. Well, you're not yeah. going to work as much. Yeah. It's a business, honey. Listen, we've all worked with people that aren't always what they seem. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. 
There Done. we go. All right, so we are getting into the lip sync assassin. We find out who it is. It is. Uh, she recently just finished season 12 when they were filming this. It's Heidi in Closet. Yay. Who is a lip sync assassin? I mean, she lip synced quite a bit on her season, and she is quite good at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, she could talk about the, the standing split things. You know, she can do that stuff. She did it a couple times. Um, I was kind of surprised they didn't cast her on this season right away, but I'm also kind of excited because they will cast Heidi for sure on a future All-Stars. I, there's no doubt. Yeah. Oh, I and totally agree. What are we lip syncing? We're doing Sheena Easton. It's a throwback song, Sugar Walls. Sugar Walls. Yeah, that's a do, good song. Do we like this as a lip sync song? I think that's a great song to have. Um, I know I have a friend of mine who does that song in a different way. Um, but <laughs> I thought, how do they do it? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's really loving. <laughs> is it like um, a day at the, the gynecologist? Yes, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, uh, I kind of like take little sugar cubes and slowly build a, a wall of sugar in front of me to block me from the audience. That's why I love you. Cause I have the horse face that enjoys that. <laughs> so, we're doing that. So how, how does this happen? Uh, Heidi has a little moment. She's got this crazy wig on and it's already teetering when she's just talking to RuPaul. <laughs> so once the song happens, it just kind of falls off. And I guess she had a reveal moment where she had this long pony, but yeah. it kind of, this, this stuff on that show, like where once that happens, it's game over. It's the wig comes off or a snap breaks or whatever. So I was like, well, that's that. Ginger's got this one. Yeah, I thought, you know, sometimes it's, it, you know, she probably felt so like, oh my God, this is my moment. So she says, I'm going to show them everything that I got. And it was just one step to, it's like like Coco, Coco Chanel. She says, before you look, before you leave, make sure that you take one thing off, right? Take one vase off your head before you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really like the look. I, I thought the thing was kind of silly and then it fell off her head and. But oh, I love her silly head things. I love that. I wish it did work, but it just is, wasn't practical <sighs> for the song. But you yeah. know what? She had great energy. Um, I, I think it was just a default win for Ginger, because really I didn't think Ginger was like crazy good to me. I'm not, I think she's a good lip syncer, but I'm not like throwing my money in the air over Ginger, you know? No. No. Yeah, she I, does the gags, though. Yeah, I think it was like one of those things to where if, if Heidi's, if everything would have worked out for her, because it just distracted from the beginning, and then she was sort of like trying to catch up the whole time. Yeah, yeah you can't. It's, it's, it's if you're paddling up a river, shit, as we say in the biz. <laughs> yeah, and now, uh, so I mean, we kind of gave it away. I mean, Ginger wins, and guess what? Now she takes home an additional twenty thousand dollars. That oh brings my her winnings to fifty thousand dollars. But okay, wait, wait. Out of all the drag queens this season, do you think Ginger, out of lip syncers, should be paid that much out of everybody else? <laughs> I mean, she's she's made a lot of money lip syncing, girl. That's crazy. That's that's fifty thousand dollars for her just to be like, nah, 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 my sugar wells. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> well, it, it just it brings such a smile to my face. Uh, you know, me being comedy queen. Well, you're living vicariously doing, doing the doing the gags and stuff. I'm like, eat that, death drop queens. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said. She's fifty thousand dollars richer than Sonique, who's doing backflips. So, oh, sigh, yeah. Well, you know, I think it's also to the fact that um, you just got to be ready for an opportunity because it can happen at any time. And I think that she's always been, okay, let's go. Yep. She yep. is the most, like, 
professional out of everybody on the show, I have to say. Yeah, she's like so good. Like she's and just watching her her career on Drag Race specifically, like she's grown a hell of a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, you she's know. What, five foot two now? Yeah. A couple <laughs> she grows. She's five foot two now. There we go. Might have been more like sideways growth, but you know, it happened. <laughs> Listen, growth is growth is growth. And I've got a growth that I would don't want to talk about right now. So that is that. Who does Ginger pull out of her lipstick uh, area? It is Pandora Box. Yeah, the box that rocks. That's what they say. Did we agree? <laughs> yes. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, it, yeah. Ginger uh, sorry, uh, choosing Pandora. I mean, yeah. You know, I find it, it's like interesting because um, um, Pandora's expression doesn't really change. <laughs> we couldn't tell if she was happy or sad about leaving. <laughs> yeah, she's always morose. It's always goth. I mean, she's a great goth. She's a great goth. No, I wasn't surprised. No, they all voted for Pandora too. So it was like clean sweet. That's the thing. Like, it's kind of this thing that Pandora was just there and her time was up. <laughs> but she really, Pandora. Say that again. She's been on now three times. Three times. And, you know, she genuinely believes that she deserves to be, like, in the top three at the very least. But I just don't foresee that for Pandora. I don't know. Is it season four, season five in the works? Poor Pandora, ever the Susan Lucci of Drag Race. Yeah. Well, there is a game within the game, right? That's true. There is a game within this game. And Pandora might come back. Whatever that happens. Like, how much longer is the season? When is the game happening? That's a good question. Is there a game? Or, I don't know. Maybe maybe the game is just, like, RuPaul's like, come on over, girls who lost uh, to my house. We're going to play Parcheesi. We're going to do another movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who likes charades? So, it's going to be a charade party, I guess. Who knows? But that is that. Pandora went home. We all agree. All right, there we go. Bye, Pandora. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Eeyore. Oh, well, I guess I'll just go home now. She would kill Eeyore in Snatch Game, can we just say? She should have done Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is this week's episode. Thank you for all, all these technical difficulties. It is now 3 a.m. It is, um, I have, I, like, I didn't start with a growth, but now I got a growth on me. What is this? I got to get this checked. For some reason, I think I'm three years older. Um, I have a lot of birthdays to catch up on. Yes, you do. And I won't be attending, so don't expect. <laughs> but you <laughs> love coming to my birthdays. We go to, uh, you know, the Mandarin. Yeah, let's show a picture of me enjoying that. Yeah, Auntie Linda. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Jaylene. You are absolutely fabulous. And like I said, you're just, whether you want to hear it or not, you're a total icon. And I'm obsessed with, everything you're still pumping out and you're just, I cannot wait to see what's happening next with Jaylene time. No, thank you so much. And I'm I like right back at, at all of you. And I think, you know, Canada's got such an amazing drag talent. I love that you're showcasing it. You're getting to talk to all these different voices. And, you know, I just think it's exciting now. It's, you know, people are able to bring their parents and their family all into it. And it's, it's, it's a real great moment of celebration for people and, and um, they're who, who, they're, who they can become in this world. I think it's awesome absolutely and listen you are you have been giving that representation and i i honestly just want to say thank you for that julie honestly thank you 
Oh, so much love to you. All respect. All right. Thank you for joining. Give us your social so people can follow you. Yeah, my social insurance number. Yes. Um, so <laughs> everything, everything is at Jaylene Time. J-A-Y-L-E-N-E, correct? Yeah, T-Y-M-E. T-Y-M-E, that is it. Hills, what are your socials? Yeah, you can find me on my Insta, Hillary Yass, and you can find me on YouTube, Hillary Yass TV. You can also listen to my whole parody album, Crofatica, on my Hillary Yass TV, so go take a lot of listen. And remember, we cannot direct the wind, but we can adjust the sails. You are not a part of the Dolly Club. I'm trying, okay. <laughs> it's just me and Jaylene and you can follow me it's Vicky Lix, V-I-C-K-I-L-I-X on all the socials thank you again Jaylene and we will see all our squirrels next week for another episode bye bye bye, bye. bye for now This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.